Welcome to the Medical Mnemonist Podcast, brought to you by Med School Coach. Each episode, take a journey into the top techniques for medical mnemonics, study skills, board exam tips, and accelerated learning in higher education. Now, here's your host, Chase DeMarco. Today's episode is part two of our medical mnemonics series, our mini-series, and we're going to start to elaborate a little bit more on the visual markers and how to actually add them into different skill sets. Our first skill we're going to develop today is the PEG system. Now, there are several episodes in the past that you can go back and get some tips and advice from that I've done, that interviews I've conducted with memory experts and other memory champions have done as well. But if nothing else, I do recommend you go back to episode one of this mini-series if you have not listened to that yet, because we're going to bring back last week's homework into this episode. And as I mentioned in last episode, we're going to give you homework every episode. So it'll keep you engaged, keep you active, have to keep adding to your memory journal and develop these skills and have a reference point for them later on. So make sure to follow the homework to do these activities because without them, it's going to be incredibly difficult to build these skills on your own. It's easy to listen to them, but it's actually really difficult to implement them. So remember, practice is always greater than theory. So the origins of the PEG system, to the best of my knowledge anyway, is really involved in remembering numbers and remembering long strings of numbers. And this system has evolved over time, especially with the memory championships the past, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 years, to much greater, more advanced techniques that we'll cover in later episodes a little bit. But we're going to start off with the basic PEG system here, because this is a great way to associate different images, different visual markers, which we covered in episode one here, to different concepts that we're going to need to memorize for medicine or our studies. Before we get into today's homework, let's cover some of the reasons why you might want to implement this particular mnemonics tactic into your arsenal, into your toolbox. Well, there are a surprisingly large number of numbers, large amounts of numbers and values that we need to memorize, at least have a general association with in medicine. These can be the numbers associated with different genetic markers or the range values for lab results, maybe age ranges for certain diseases or epidemiology ratios like risk ratio and odds ratios. Having some association for these equations, for these numbers, for these values can make it easier for some students to remember them. Personally, my mind just floats over numbers and names and those types of values. I don't know if that's due to my dyslexia or something else. Maybe it's inattentiveness, but I need something to help me associate these terms, these values and numbers with something else, with a concept, with a visual, and it just strengthens the memory later on, easier to recall later on. So the basic structure or strategy when you're creating your own PEG system, and yes, there are plenty online you can download, and you can download mine in our Essentials Guide for Read This Before Medical School. You can download that for free at freemeded.org slash medstudent. But really, it's best if you create your own. The basic strategy is creating a visual image 
for each of the numbers, either zero through nine or one through 10, however you wanna structure it is fine. So this is where our assignments last week, our homework assignment kind of comes in. It was asking you to associate different concepts that you thought of in medicine to some sort of image and then making a note, drawing out that image. And that's basically what you're going to need to do for this as well. You don't necessarily need to draw it out, but I do recommend you have some sort of strong association to it. And what we're going to do with the homework assignment is to create a visual that goes with each of the 10 numbers. I generally use one through 10, but some people prefer zero through nine, and either way, you're getting the same sort of concept there. We have 10 digits that we're going to create some sort of visual association with, and then we can use these visual associations later on in a story to remember a string of numbers. When you're creating this, the rhyme that seems to be used, or the easy way to remember how to create this is, the looks like, sounds like, seems like rule, I guess you would say. And that's just saying, all right, so we have our first digit, number one. Can we create something that looks like it? Some sort of visual depiction that looks like it. What about something that sounds like the word one? And then maybe something else that seems like it, that's associated with that one. So for this example, what looks like a one? Maybe a pen, a pencil, a sword, a baseball bat. They all have that cylindrical linear shape that we could associate the looks like rule. And then what about the sounds like rule? So this is generally the rhyming scheme. So what rhymes with one? We could probably list a couple of words for that. And maybe less for other numbers down the line, but we'll get to that later. And then the last rule is the seems like rule. So what does one seem like? What can we associate with it? What is maybe singular? If we were to say a pair of shoes is associated with two, then what can we associate with one? What does it seem like? So using this chart with one through 10 down in the rows, and then looks like, seems like, and sounds like as the columns, we now have created, or you're going to create, 30 different visual associations, at least one for each category for each number. And this is really a fun creative exercise, and you will use it a little bit most likely in your medical studies, but probably not as much as someone trying to memorize long strings of numbers or something along those lines. But it's also to help with this basic skill, this basic creating associations to other concepts or associations that we're going to improve on later on in future episodes. We're going to develop the skill even further. So that is your homework assignment for today. Create this chart, create these at least 30 images or associations, and you can have more if you want. You can create several different ones for the value one looks like category, as we named a baseball bat, a sword, a pen, because you might want to switch them out if you have one repeating too many times. But the end goal is to utilize these associations, these images we've created in some sort of story. So if I wanted to remember a long string of numbers, for instance, let's just make a simple one, 215. One of my associations for two is a swan, because the swan's neck looks like a two. One of my associations for the number one is a pen. And one of my associations for number five is a glove because of five fingers. 
So now 215, maybe we have a swan that's gripping a pen and stabbing someone's hand right in their glove. By creating this story, we can now remember a sequence of values. And you can do this for huge, huge values. Not that we need to necessarily for medicine, but it can help you with creating lab result ranges and other markers that might be difficult to remember. Genetic markers can be easy to mix up, but if you can associate these peg system images with something associated with the actual disease itself, then it'll be easy to clump these together in your memory, in your visual memory anyway. Now, if you do complete the homework assignment today in time and you still want more to do, you can add to this peg system a little bit by saying, what happens if we want to go over 10 digits? What if we want to do 11 through 20 or 21 through 31? or 30, I should say. <laughs> well, there are a couple of different techniques that we can use to remember greater numbers. And one of the easiest is to create a theme. So in actuality, we're using the same visual markers from our initial chart. So we don't need to remember hundreds and hundreds of different images, but we can create a theme, maybe a color or a texture or some sort of concept. So maybe if it's 11 through 20, they're going to be the same images as 1 through 10, but they're all going to be green. So now we know that if it's a green pen, that it's 11, where if it's a regular pen, it's just one. Colors can be useful, but they can also be confusing sometimes, especially if you have something in the original category that already holds the color of your next section's theme. So maybe do textures. Maybe one is slick or slimy. Maybe another is rough or furry. And you can just continue to add on these different aspects, different themes for different categories above 1 through 10. I can picture a furry pencil. It's ridiculous, which is probably going to make it stick out even more. All right, so now in the first part of this mini-series, we created our basic conceptualization of really the visual markers and started creating visual markers and jotting them down in our memory journal. And in this episode, we went over the peg system and your homework is to at least create that chart, that one through 10 chart with the three columns, write it down, have a reference point, because if you're new to this, you will forget some of them. And it's kind of frustrating to have to rethink and recreate these visual markers that we can use later on. And if you want to do the advanced training, make different themes for categories of 11 through 20, 21 through 30, all the way up to 100. And by doing this themed structure of it, you really only need to remember the original couple of images and then 10 more things, 10 more themes, or categories, or nine more technically, since you already have the first one done. Trust me, this can be much easier than the original way of making different images for 0 through 99 or 1 through 100. Although that can still be useful in certain circumstances, but probably less so for us. We're just not going to get the return on investment for the amount of time it'll take to create and memorize that many different images. After you've written down your homework, try to practice this. Think of your phone number or a couple of friends' phone numbers. Look up a random number on the internet. Try to remember as far of the string of pi as you can. Whatever it is, try to practice this and try to make sure that you can remember which visual markers you created for each number without looking in your book. Once you can do that, you no longer need the book and you can start utilizing this when you're out and about in public.
And again, you can look over our chart at freemeded.org slash medstudent. We do have a lot of other charts and useful tips and tricks in our essentials guide. So you can download that free PDF if you would like or purchase the book and we'd really appreciate it. And there's just so much more material we go into in the book, especially when it comes to testing for your board exam, setting up your study session to be as effective as possible. And if you've purchased the book, we would love a review, especially on Amazon. The more reviews on there, the better. It really helps people that haven't heard of this podcast before trust the book. It helps let us know that you know the material is useful and we should create more of it and continue creating this stuff for all of you. So I hope this was useful. Again, go back and listen to the first one if you haven't. Here's episode two complete. In the next episode, we're going to cover mind maps in a little more detail. The Medical Mnemonist podcast is powered by Med School Coach. To access Med School Coach services, including USMLE tutoring and residency admissions advising, visit our website at medschoolcoach.com. Good luck as you prepare for your board exams, and we hope you tune in again next time.